0: All righty, folks, welcome back to another Out of the Rough Golf podcast. Uh, it's a bit of an emergency podcast. Uh, one of the most uh, wild days I've uh, experienced, uh, you know, with golf in general. Um, yeah, pretty, pretty crazy. It's uh, June 6th. And uh, today there was a breaking news, which seemingly came out of nowhere. Um, there was no whiffs of it, no smoke for fire, no none of that. Uh, it seemed to catch everybody off guard, including players on PGA Tour, on the Live Tour, players around the world. Um, nobody seemed to have known about this, but CNBC broke the news of Live Golf and the PGA Tour. Not even really Live Golf, but the PIF. Yeah, uh, the Saudi, Saudi Arabian, essentially. Yeah, Um, they have come to an agreement to, uh, I mean, we'll get into it, but they have essentially come to agreement. It's not necessarily a merger, which it was labeled, but uh, yeah, we'll get into it.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's a great way to kind of start it, because I think a lot of the
0: craziness from this
1: morning that went on for a couple of hours is really kind of what I almost call like journalistic malpractice to call this a merger, I think in regards to M this is closer to an acquisition than it is a merger. And instead of the PGA Tour paying to acquire Live or other tours around the globe, it was more: the PIF is paying the PGA Tour to get a seat at the table, and then they can do whatever the fuck they want with Live. Yeah, and- I mean that's
0: definitely you know what's what's happening if you're if you read what 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 uh, you know what went down and what has come out. Um, essentially the PGA tour is just starting, uh, another branch, uh, yet to be named. And the PIF, the Saudis are paying to have a seat at the table at the board of that new organization.
1: Yeah, that's an important note. So what's basically happened is with the coalescence of the different leagues, because this also includes the DP world tour and likely a large swath of the other international tours as well, because there's so much investment in the Asian tour from the PIF currently. And since all that, Funds and all of its operations are going to be pulling underneath this umbrella company that has majority control and ownership by the PJ Tour, its membership, its policy board. And it's just going to be chaired by Yasser um, from the PIF, the governor of the PIF, uh, which is nothing to sh- shrug off. That's a significant position of power that's going to have a lot of influence and sway.
0: Um, Especially when he's it, the one writing the checks for the most part, or a lot of it.
1: Right, and I, I think a very important nuance with this is, despite the PGA Tour having a majority control over the the equity and the and the uh, the control of of what happens, it doesn't change that like they now have a seat at the table. And to your point, they're writing the checks, and they also control where new possible capital investment comes from. They have the first right to inject more cash, and they have the ability to refuse. Uh, within reason, any new money coming in. So that's that's a lot of control and power to siphon the cash to this new private for-profit umbrella parent company that presides over, in theory, the PGA Tour, the DP World Tour, live if it sticks around um, and potentially other swaths of international tours. So it's we're so, so early in this, but it's a seismic shakeup from where we were um last year at uh, this point a year ago uh and you know funny enough you know four years ago or five years ago in 2018 Yazer came to jay with basically a, a far cleaner and simpler uh proposition of like i i have earmarked five ten billion dollars i'd love to infuse into the pga tour and, and make a part of like similar to what they're doing with the aramco and f1 like i want to be an official world partner and, and be super involved in like you know, get my tentacles of organizational kind of collaboration, financial diver- diversification across the globe for Saudi Arabia. And, you know, Jay told him to just basically kick the can, like take a take a hike. And all of a sudden, fast forward and now, after a bunch of formations of leagues they probably didn't want to own and and really dicey legal ventures that's costing the PJ Tour an arm and a leg, they're coming back to the table because, oh, shit, this stuff is expensive and this is difficult. And now instead of just being... A, uh, a, an expensive partner that's giving them a bunch of money to the PGA Tour, they now have control,
0: at least some control that wouldn't have been a hand on the steering wheel before. And just to add in, like, you know, we can talk about pressures from either side on why this deal went down, but, uh, you know, these elevated events that PGA Tour brought on this year, and uh, who knows what this landscape's going to look like in the future, but. They they had some sponsors drop out, you know, you know, it's hard to, if you are, you know, a sponsor of one of these events, be like, okay, well, you know, we went into this thing originally thinking we were going to have the best players in the world, or at least a handful of them at our golf tournaments, and now you're asking for how much money, and who isn't going to be here, and who's coming, and, you know, it's a lot harder to make deals like that, whether it's sponsors for tournaments or it's broadcasting rights for, you know, these tournaments. And, you know, when you're NBC, CBS, or whoever it may be, and you're paying, you know, however much money, whether it's hundreds of millions or billions of dollars to broadcast these tournaments and you're not getting all of the best players in the world to, you know, be broadcasted and represent your product. um, It, it definitely it it throws a wrench into the, the, the equation. So with just with that, I mean, uh, you know, something like this was definitely going to happen. I don't think any of us or anyone in general thought it was going to happen this quick and without any like buddy knowing, but uh, yeah. Well,
1: yeah, I I agreed. And I think I even want to put an emphasis on like really quick. I, I think what they've done very oddly with this is, What Jay and Yasser have done is they've preemptively publicized what would have been behind closed doors for more, like several more months, right? Is that they're just,
0: sorry to interrupt, but they just want to make sure it happens, essentially. They're like, right, so so this has been out. People are hearing about it. And if it doesn't happen, then, uh, you know, it, yeah, it, 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 they're trying to make it all on their side. And, we can go into what could blow this up in a little bit. I have yeah. some ideas, but uh, yeah, for sure. So
1: right now what's currently in position is a member mem- memorandum of understanding that hasn't even been like turned into a definitive agreement of what the actual proposal and what's actually going to happen is. And it certainly hasn't been ratified or codified by the shareholders and the people that have acting directorship of the PGA tour. So like at the end of the day, like the players have to still be on board with this for it to go through you need the policy board members to also be on board with it. Like they could easily, there's several things that could stop this from happening, not to mention the DOJ. Like the, at the end of the day, these two ventures that just met to do a quote unquote, like it's not a merger, but like a a, a collaboration to go forward in the future to create a new parent group are currently suing each other over antitrust. Like how exactly yeah. do you sue we, each other over antitrust? you don't you're want form the a DMJ. giant global
0: golf monopoly. We don't want the DOJ coming and looking in our closet. We got a lot of fucking skeletons in our closets, probably on both sides. So they're like, oh, we need to figure this out between us, essentially. So
1: I, I, I think if everything was above board with the DOJ and everything, like 98% of the time this would be rejected because they're currently fighting over antitrust and the PJ Tour is too much of a monopoly as it currently stands. And I think that it then also swallows everything else into this parent group. How is that not a global monopoly? Besides the point
0: and like, with that interview on, on CNBC with uh Jay and yazer like whenever they that was briefly brought up or like kind of hinted at and a question, they were quick to like kind of change the subject and not answer the question at all.
1: Yeah, I I cause I think they're counting on whether it's you know political back channeling or anything that like this is going to get pushed through because of some larger global geopolitical play that you know the secretary of state is in saudi arabia right now there, there's talks of like fluctuations and changes to like oil and who there's knows much, this is there's much bigger power Machines plays going way.
0: on than the pga tour and the pif it, it, it's all intertwined but this is just a pawn in the game of this
1: could be easily just like a bone that's thrown to get passed through, to get the PIF what they want in a way to placate like Saudi Arabia, lowering their oil prices or just anything that's way beyond the scope of my expertise or degree of understanding. But it seems like if everything, all things were given equal and everything was above board, I don't understand how this would get passed through and allowed um, <laughs> because it, it pretty much does ensure that it has a stranglehold on global golf. As it currently stands and it would for sure be a monopoly if there was any standing in what it was before <coughs> so that that's i think uh an extremely perplexing component of this that makes the whole thing so odd so to kind of circle back to what i was saying before is that they're they're definitely starting this in almost reverse order the fact that they came out with this stuff publicly without notifying the players pretty much anyone within the kind of executive leadership beyond like the closest few on each side i mean 99% of the players didn't know that's why they're so pissed off. Greg Norman wasn't notified until the moments before they went on to CNBC for the interview. So like clearly this is just back channeling and the two guys just trying to hash it out and then kind of running forward with it with uh, and then letting the public momentum and talk of this thing kind of t- playing out. To get the genie out the bottle and it can't go back in, and the players can't reverse it. There's too much pressure, and all of a sudden, like what what have been stonewalled and in back in, in backboard rooms is now in the public light.
0: Well, you're holding you're holding people's livelihood above them, right? They're like, well, I play golf to make a living, and the, you know the majority of people aren't like set like you know the top stars of the game. So, you know, it, it's essentially like, oh, do you still want to make you know? Six figures, seven figures playing golf. Well, this is your only option. Yeah. So this is where
1: I think we could probably do a little bit of like, and we probably won't ever know, but like early speculation, because like this has been approached to Jay multiple times. You had Yasser approach him in 2018. You had Andy Gardner at PGL approaching with the same sort of thing where private equity money couldn't come into it. And so the question now becomes, why now? Like, I think there's some obvious answers. There's some not obvious answers. But like, why did this happen now? And why did Jay feel so much pressure to do it in such a horrible way? I don't think Jay's an idiot, but I do think this was an idiotic decision. And he had to have felt like he was backed into a corner to make him do this because he knows he's a hypocrite. He knows he's fucking up. He knows he's probably done an an impeachable offense for himself. So like,
0: why? Uh, I think he made a bunch of, small errors over the last four or five years and those errors accumulated and he got backed into a corner essentially and this was the way out that he thought was the path of least resistance in his what 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 do we think was backing him in a
1: corner though because i think everything indicates that live was failing (laughs) like the idea is that you know if i were to just pull this out I think uh, so if I can a, talk from a, for, for, sorry for a, from a product standpoint, nothing really there between their deal with the CW having no ratings ship, the teams couldn't get sponsors. The tournament venues were finicky. The schedule wasn't aligned well and a lackluster turnout from fans on site. Like their burn rate was tremendous. They weren't profitable. If this was an acquisition, you wouldn't pay for it. It was so bad. So like it was fizzling out. Like your, your, your market assets is in terms of athletes were overpaid. You wouldn't want to buy those contracts. So like, Where's the pressure there? I don't really see it.
0: I think it's the at what I touched on earlier, whether it's with the broadcasting or sponsors of of tournaments, um, not having Brooks Kepka, the PGA championship, the most recent PGA championship winner who came in second at the Masters. I as as small as that may sound, I do think it's part of the reason that they for lack of a better phrase, they got over the finish line with Jay to make this happen. Um, When you have people spending millions of dollars to put on events and people spending a billion dollars or whatever for broadcast rights, they want to have the best players in the world. And yeah, it might only be a handful of the best players in the world right now. But when you have the Saudis that seemingly don't care how much money they spend, and if you have Brooks Kepka and whoever it may be, whether that's Bryson or the, you know, handful, two handful of guys they have over there, they can continue to make offers at guys at the PGA Tour and they could continue to poach guys and it might seem more enticing as time goes on. So when you have that and you're being pressured by you know, broadcast people or sponsors and they're not getting exactly what they want and they're being asked to spend more money, um, I think you can be put in a in a very precarious situation. And, you know, this was his lifeline that he saw.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think there's a lot of things there that are probably playing into it. I think my best guess at this is that it has very little to do with live is success as a competitor no. and more about the pressure of what This infusion of money has meant, I think, philosophically to the or the expectations that it sets for professional players and what they think they should be compensated is that because they raise the bar so much of what prize purses should be. And because of the new TV deal that was hit, Jay and the rest of PJ tour felt inclined and, and they needed to raise these purses to match that to a degree as well as thinking that things were all going to stay the same and stay equal. But what re- in reality, what happened is that we went into a recession, a m- bunch of corporate marketing budgets got cut, ratings plummeted when you started to see these sponsors pulling out and not the tiger being hurt and all this sort of like tons of shit that like was happening at the same time. And you couldn't hit your benchmarks that you need for your TV deals. You had sponsors pulling out from your smaller events. And all of a sudden the writing's on the wall that like, tour is not making as much money as you thought it was going to make your prize purses are double what they were before your coffers are running low and now you're in an extremely expensive legal battle with the most wealthy you know hostile foreign sovereign group out there that's costing you tens of millions of dollars every year and who knows how long it's gonna be drawn out for like that's a lot of pressure to be able to like salvage this sinking ship to a degree is that like yeah you have a better proc, you have better players you have a more moralistic system you know you have a lot of things going for you but in the end of the day, like you've overextended yourself like and because to a to a point you're there because you're a member of an organization where players' highest priority is to get paid more and you're beholden to those players and they're the ones that shouldn't be running a capital business here but that's the situation of what you're in right now and all of a sudden you have a, you know
0: a company being ruled by committee and when you're a commissioner commissioner of the of the league or of the tour, you are representing those players and you're supposed to see and have their best interest in mind. And Jay from had multiple opportunities to even entertain, sit down at a table and talk and just listen to these people that had opportunities for these people. And he didn't do that. And he, and his choices got him into the situation that he was in and got hit, got the players into the situation that they're in now and i i i really feel like there is a world where this could have played out much more differently and we could have had the PGL happening and this could all be essentially what we're getting now but and who knows what exactly we're getting but you know it could have been this but with non-Saudi backed funding you know like he but he didn't even entertain it he didn't even talk to the people like you as as a commissioner of the tour you are supposed to take those meetings you're supposed to take those phone calls and see what opportunities are out there and what you know what what you can bring to the players on your tour and you didn't do that you didn't do your job right you didn't do it well and that's why you're in the position you're in now. And that's why you're looking like the biggest hypocrite on the fucking planet on fucking June 6th of 2023.
1: Yeah, but I agree. So, I mean, Jay has, I think, fumbled the ball on, on multiple occasions here. Um, I think someone less competent than him could have fucked this up more than it already has. I think given the situation where he's in right now, I think some people could skew this into a positive of like, well, Liv is essentially gone. You have still complete control of the global game of golf. You have reserved the right of the PIF to infuse your tour with enough capital to make it sustainable with your new TV deals and the prize purses that you want. And you are able to navigate, albeit with one person inside the house you don't want there. Um, But going forward in a tenable way where your tour could go on potentially without you as commissioner because you're likely going to go um, it could have gone worse And at the end of the day like I think it's I think it's the wrong thing But I understand how how it came to this I at the end of the day feel like I wouldn't want so many monies in anything I want I've been he, vehemently on that, on that standpoint And I think it's hypocritical for us to get here I understand why he made his decisions I don't support them I think you could spin it as a positive for some
0: people Well He He pushed the hole with a pop is what happened. The he 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 got the he got out the best he could, but the Saudis ended up getting what they wanted with in w- which was a seat at, a seat at the table in the world of golf in the ecosystem of golf around the world, and that's what they wanted all along, and that's what they got. So I, I think agreed. they got they got what they want. Jay got out of the precarious situation he was in. And golf is, you know, within the control of the PGA Tour or whoever you want to say for now. And, uh, you know, he you know, he made the best of the situation that he was in, you know, as of this last month or whatever. But he didn't. Yeah, he didn't play it. He didn't play a perfect fucking chess game at all.
1: No, by, by no means, I, It all, it all it, you know, if we're using the chess analogy, it feels like it was a stalemate where you should have obliterated the Saudis in this game, like without any problems. And they managed to stalemate this and now they have a seat at the table. Um, look, at the end of the day, I think with them supplying so much capital and cash to the PGA tour, this is going to be a precarious situation for the PGA tour. If it's a new commissioner in the coming years, like it's going to be sticky. It's going to be sticky for a long time. And it just sucks because there's so much, there's so much outside interest now inside the inside of it more than there was before. I think it's going to further and further stratify away from the interest and, and control of the players for good and for bad, mostly for bad. And it just sucks because they they got what they wanted, not just that they have a seat at the table, but just like this is exactly why Saudi Arabia is doing this, whether it's with the English Premier League or if it's with F one or if it's with the PGA tour now, like they're succeeding in getting their tentacles out there. And it doesn't matter how much fighting you can do. If all that takes is a big enough number and you put yourself into a hot, a hot situation with that's what happens, building your
0: business, like the world, the world runs off of cash and they have a whole lot of it. And if you're a corporation or whatever, I think that's okay. underselling some of the
1: people, though, behind the PGA Tour. Though, is that like it's not so much that the PGA Tour caved to cash; it was that Jay Monahan caved to cash because you had loyal PGA Tour players that didn't take the money, didn't cave to money. Rory, yeah. JT, Spieth, Rom, Scheffler, like you had guys that were sticking by you for loyalty, turning down big dollar checks and not letting money rule the world, and, and- you. We didn't even them.
0: get to. We didn't even get to go through like a cycle of like new up and coming like college players and stuff, like new stars that could you know come on the scene. You know, yeah, you uh, had amazing guys seem... coming. You had Gordon it... Sargent, Ludwig. You had so many guys coming in that would have buoyed the sport again, even more so. And you don't. None. none it didn't seem like any of the top up and comers were entertaining like the live side of things, right? Like no. they want. Like, the whole historic, you know, PGA Tour legacy, like, people...
1: They were focused hit- on legacy, not leverage, until all of a yeah. sudden they were focused on leverage.
0: Yeah. I think, again, going back to what I was saying, I think it was the pressure from the 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 money side. It's all about money. It always is. It, you, you got goaded into pushing in more of your chips than you should have because they had a bigger stack.
1: And you fucked up at the poker table, Jay, because you didn't... They had, you know pocket kings and you had fucking eight six suited and you just didn't have it to run the table dude and that's not that's not going to work you can't you can't pony up these massive prize persons all these different situations overextend yourself in in an untenable situation that you're going to lose especially when they say hey take a look i've got two billion dollars i'm going to burn in legal battles just to put you fucking under like they have an, an infinite money tap what are you what are we doing
0: Yeah, you're not a country that is oil rich. You're uh, the fucking PGA Tour. Like it, it, it's crazy. He just he he he, as you stated, he fumbled and he fumbled bad. He fumbled fucking in the fourth quarter in the Super Bowl, and this was a big Super Bowl.
1: Yeah. So i I don't want to spend too too much time on this, but I, I do want to say that right now, in your mind, is Jay here, Commissioner of the PGA Tour in a year this time in a year
0: uh i want to say no and i don't think he will be but you fucking never know um who who knows i mean you showed me
1: we're recording this after the first player meeting where it seems like sentiment from inside the room and this is just from speculative sources that have supposedly inside lines are saying that 90 percent of the players in there were negative on his handling the situation. And there was a resounding cheering and standing ovation when they called for new leadership. So it seems like the internal sentiment of the the limited player committee and meeting there is not happy with Jay in the moment. And I'm sure he's going to have to keep twisting and wringing himself into different shapes to to make people happy to
0: see if he can even possibly stick around. But his, uh,
1: his, his approval rating is lo- as low
0: as it's ever been. I mean, what do you expect? Like you're supposed sure. to be representing these people, and not even you're you. It seems like none of the players of whatever their little board is that you like elect players or you volunteer players to like represent the tour, right? I don't know if it's like ten guys or whoever it is. Yeah, but it seems like yeah, the pack. That's it. it. It seems like none of them even knew, and it's like it's it's unacceptable. It, it really is. Like it, yeah. You're you're not representing them. None of them fucking knew. I mean, if anybody knew, if I had to guess, it's two fucking golfers. It's fucking Rory and it's Tiger. Yeah, Those and, are the two golfers that may, may have known about it. And, and,
1: and the, we want to know why Rory took a leave of absence for two months for mental health? Do we, we yeah. want to wonder why that was? It was probably I, him I being mean, informed like, hey, thanks for carrying our water for over a year, being the face of this. I'm actually going to go ahead and just get in bed with them now, if that's okay with you. And go ahead and just continue on your shit and keep being a trick, you know, a trick pony for us.
0: Yeah. I mean, there was a hard switch uh, with Rory and being outspoken about Pete, the PGA tour and live controversy. And then it took a hard, like he stopped really talking about it.
1: Yeah. I think he, I think it was communicated to him of where things were going because Jay said they had been back channeling and working on this for a couple of months. And that aligns pretty well with Rory's sentiment around like, Yeah. I'm just focused on the majors. I'm tired of dealing with this. Like he's realigned his priorities because he
0: just got fucking put out the hung out the dry. He carried the water. Like he He was like, it's so it's, it's, it's so unfair. Like it it really is not, it's not fair that Rory like he was put in that situation and he, he did literally probably the best possible job he could have done. And that, any player could have done aside from tiger if he was healthy or some shit. And he fucking did it in, in flying colors. And, uh, and it uh, it meant
1: nothing at this, at at this stage, it meant literally nothing to the end result for the PGA tour, the goodwill it did for, I think the public sentiment around the situation. And it's tough because he's dealt with such a psychological battery, both within the media online from people. Like he is a lot of people hate Rory through all of this. And it, it's, it's crazy to see how this has shook out for him. He had a $500 million offer from live and turned it down and has gone to carry the water pitch or just to become a pariah as a result, which is just wild to think about and get fined $2 million for not going to one of the designated events.
0: So just kind of touching on that subject. So these guys, left the PGA Tour and got boatloads of money, whether it's Phil Mickelson, whether it's Dustin Johnson, whether it's Bryson DeChambeau, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars. So it seems like they're going to play out the, the live season, and then they will have the option. I don't know who will have the option or how they will let these people back on the PGA Tour, but they will have the option to come back come 2024 and play the PGA tour
1: they they'll be allowed me, to
0: apply to yeah. the PGA tour me insinuating i think that it you know and i i feel like you have the same sentiment that the live golf tour is going to fade away and they're going to just have some sort of PGA tour feeder tour to some bigger whether it's 70 guys 100 guys bigger tour with these whatever 10 eight events that they play yeah Uh, live golf will not exist in two years yeah it it will not it
1: will not be a competitive tour if it exists it is a role it's a traveling circus exposition or whatever the hell it's called exhibition like it's not sanctioned it's not part of anything that's actually legitimate to the global golf competitive landscape And it might just be like a branded little show pony tour.
0: Um, So where I was going with that is obviously this is all speculation at this point, but what, what do you think the road is back to the PGA tour for the guys that live? And who do you think is going to be able to not who everyone's going to be able to apply, but who do you think is going to be entertained to be able to go back on the tour and, Obviously, the other people will be pushed down to feeder tours into it, or whatever it may be. But from my standpoint, I think most of the guys that got big contracts from Live are going to have the option to reapply, and will be very seriously, you know, like most likely let back on. Obviously, there's people that were outspoken and sued the PGA Tour, like Phil Mickelson, Bryson. Obviously those are two massive names that carry a lot of weight that I think will eventually overpower that. Like I don't see a world after all this, that Phil Mickelson isn't playing at the highest level, at least for the, you know, the first little bit, even if he's playing like shit.
1: Yeah. I I think it's an interesting question that I can maybe speculate on a little bit, but I'm, I'm, it's one of the things I'm more fascinated to see play out, uh, come next year, I think it's going to be completely case by case. Like, did you sue us? Did you not sue us? You know, how did you carry yourself after it? Were you someone like Dustin Johnson who just stayed to himself and didn't say much? Or were you out there flapping your fucking mouth around like fucking Pat Perez or Sergio Garcia? Like, I think there truly is conditional waiting to how you get back on the tour and what sanctions you incur based on your conduct after departure from the tour.
0: I real quick and I'll let you keep talking. Uh, I think that for certain people like Phil Mickelson, like with, with the PIF and what he did to get the whole thing going. Like, I think like there are going to be like shoe ins at least that carry weight with them. that like, no, this guy is going to like be allowed. I think, I think that's the The fascinating
1: thing about the PGA tour, it's board committee, uh, I, I'm I'm blanking on the the two guys' names right now that aren't Jay. Uh, damn, I had them like memorized like earlier this morning, and then I've already dropped them both. Uh, one of them's Jimmy Dunn, uh, and then Bill Mahoney. I, I I fucking can't remember. Anyway, like I I expect because they have all the controlling share that they can set the policies for who gets in, who doesn't get in, and I think. It's completely up to their discretion for the most part. Like I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I truly wouldn't be surprised if Phil didn't play another PJ Tour sanctioned event apart from the majors that he's qualified into based on his PJ Championship win. Like
0: there, the, I, I don't. I just don't see a world where that happens. I think he was too integral, and maybe it's maybe the Saudis don't give a shit. But I feel why like, would they?
1: They got what yeah. they needed. Why, what what they 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 yeah. they have some sort of onus to the guy that called them murderers? Like, he didn't exactly I mean, say any flattering things about them before in the Al Shindag interview. So like, yeah, Phil was a means to an end for us to get seat see the table. He can go fuck himself now. Like,
0: I mean, that's fair. That's why would fair. Yasser give a shit about Phil? I mean, like, yeah, that's fair. I don't. I mean, who am I talking about? You know, like, like they give a shit. So I
1: I think it's. I think it's going to be very interesting to watch this play out with how it relates with players and how people might reemerge under the scene. What, how different people are treated differently, how they get their place back. Um, I, I, I'm of the mindset that they likely won't be getting pur- purses for the rest of their careers on the PJ tour. It'll just be like, you have your money. The money is infused. You already have your PIF money and they were already for a lot of them. Their contract was you, you were, you're guaranteed this amount of mo- mo- amount of money from us in your contract. And that could also be allocated through your po- prize earnings. So like, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of these guys don't ever get a check from the PGA tour in the future, they already got their check from the PIF, but you're allowed to keep competing you, and get your r- world ranking points and qualify for things for your legacy. Are you below.
0: saying like they, so let me just clarify, are you saying like, let's for, let's take Bryson, for example, an example. Let's say you got $200 million. If he doesn't make $200 million in like prize earnings, like he's
1: guaranteed that.
0: Yeah, he's like, guaranteed that. But if he doesn't make that like throughout the rest of his PGA tour career, he won't make a check. Yeah. Like, if he gets above $200 million, it's like then he starts making checks. Correct. Like, I, I I think the idea here is that they didn't
1: pay anyone out lump sum. I, I'm i fairly confident of that. And that the idea here is that like, you are earning what you're guaranteed out there that like, you're getting starts, you're getting out there, you can raise your brain, you can make your money off the course or not from us in a different ways. You can qualify in the majors, you can try to develop your, your legacy, however you want to do that. But like, you will be not getting, you won't be getting any checks from, from us. And that I think is maybe a ra- a radical way to go about it. I think it's completely legally within bounds.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, think as a, as a softer as a, softer... a business, as a business and a business owner, like I under like I get I get that like that like if okay, well we have a contract, you're guaranteed this much money, but yeah, it's guaranteed, but you're not going to be making a check on the course. You're you're going to get that money for sure, but. yeah. And good luck staying
1: motivated with with yeah. a world where you don't actually make any money whenever you perform well. It's all just the artificial points again, the majors and your world rankings. Like that's what you're playing for now. Um, I think a soft way to go about it is that they're not uh, they're not eligible for performance incentive packages or uh, higher performing kind of quotients or like they won't get PIP if PIP keeps being a thing. They won't get FedEx Cup stuff bonuses. They won't be like they will only be able to keep. What they earn just from their performance and nothing more, um, which I don't think is ever going to affect a lot of these guys enough that made like the shitloads of money in their their in their contracts. So that's why I think the the original thing is probably the safest way to go about it. And then the other side of this, the guys that did remain loyal, which is the weirdest shit of all, is that like thanks for not taking that PIF money and going to live, but now we need you to take this check that we're cutting you, saying like hey, thank you, Rory, for sticking around here's 50 million for sticking around, or here's a hundred million for sticking around,
0: Uh, which I don't know if Yasu
1: really going to be all that interested in doing that. He's not exactly.
0: Uh, I, I honestly do not see a world where they're cutting guys checks. I really don't. I, I but mean, here's,
1: here's the thing. Like what happens if Tiger, Rory, speed, JT, Rom, Xander, these guys are basically like, what the fuck dude? Like, this is what's happening. This would like, we're
0: independent contractors, bro. We can leave if we want to. What if Tiger gets some investment funds and starts a, a opposing league? It, I I'm bored at the idea of
1: it because we've already gone through this with the fucking evil side of this. But I, I know think the bigger but... thing is, is that they could at least do what a lot of athletes do and they could boycott, do a lockout. They're independent contractors. They're well within their rights to do these things. Like if those people boycott you'll get a lot of people behind that and, and, and supporting it. And you could see that thing crater this whole, like at the end of the day, like Saudi's a big deal and they could bankroll for a
0: long time, but like the PGA tour could lose a lot of public. If you don't have the stars, you don't have a product at the end of the day. These are the guys that you are making the money off of. And if you don't have the stars, the guys you mentioned earlier, including live guys, if you don't have them, you don't have a product and that's what you need. So if they do a boycott or, you know, we're not playing or whatever it may be, form a union, whatever the fuck it is, um, that could be something for sure. I could see that being a potentially something that happens. I like to entertain the idea of just that op- opposing league from I feel like the only person that can make it happen is Tiger. If he was like, no, fuck all this you know, I, I can't play anymore. So I'm going to invest all of my time into a, into this and making sure golf goes the right way and you get got all the stars. And that... they,
1: they wouldn't run into any of the barriers that lifted. They would have no problem getting a TV contract deal. Nope. They have, they have all of the goodwill built up around them. Like it'd be more valuable by far than a lot of things that have been kind of flowed out there before it, I think it's exhausting for someone like Rory to be even pitched that. He'd be like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm carrying the water for now.
0: The thing is, if let's just look at this through the lens of if tiger, this is what tiger wants to do. And he's like, boys, I can't play anymore. I'm fucked. Like I can't play anymore. I want to make sure that we have the correct tour and we have, we make sure history and legacy is preserved And I want to do this. And then they're all sitting down looking at him like they're in the kindergarten, listening to him talk, tell a story. They all idolize this guy. Like that's the only guy that is going to make it like not going to make it happen, but could potentially make it happen. And I think that's just a funny, you know, thing to think about. And I think that and a boycott or whatever, you know, you had brought up earlier is the only thing that could really, derail what they have going on right now but yeah. i genuinely it, think if you had tiger like do that and you had guys like rory like rom like jt like Speeth, the superstars of golf that are like now nah, we're with him like he's the yeah. guy that made all the shots that we idolized growing up we don't care like we don't yeah. like what you're doing it,
1: it obviously would take uh a lot of things working and, and simultaneously falling into place, you probably would have to call up Andy Gardner again and get that private equity equity money together. But, uh, cause I, I mean, mean, if you
0: have tiger on board, I don't, I don't think there would be a lack of funding. I don't think that would be hard to come by. I genuinely don't think that.
1: Yeah. I don't necessarily disagree. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's obviously a far out there potential thing to happen. I 100%. think the more, the, 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 the more like thing I was trying to like grain to is that like, these PGA tour players that were loyal don't have a car. They they have a card to play here, which is that like, we're not just going to roll over. Like th- we're not just going to, it's not just like, okay, good deal. Jay, you got some more money for us. We're going to make more money in the future. It's like, no dude, like you betrayed us. And like, there's a price for that. And I, I think if these guys do get nothing, I don't think his head's enough. I don't like, that's actually a word, a bad use of phrase given the Saudis, but like, <laughs> like, like it's not enough for him just to get fired. Like th- th- there needs to be other, you know, stipulations put in place going forward that obviously benefits him and, and 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 properly incentivizes and, and rewards these guys for their loyalty, because if their loyalty didn't happen, he, Jay would be in a very different place. The PJ tour would be in a very different place. Yeah, so- I
0: mean, imagine if all the guys that they fucking put offers out to that they all left like live would be dominating. Like that's the genuine real thing. Like we wouldn't be, the PGA tour would be the cone fairy tour. Like all the good guys would be playing on live and we would be watching the 54 hole shotgun start tournament. Like that's the reality of it. So I, I
1: think if, if I were to, (laughs) if I were to put a bow on this um, at least for right now, because we're, we're still so early in this, Is that at the end of the day, there's four golf tournaments that matter. And this is just another reason why those four golf tournaments are the ones that matter. Cause like the world is continually getting muddy with fucking bloody fucking money and and a bunch of fucking craziness back and forth. And like, it's just crystallizing more and more that like the thing that matters the most in terms of legacy and what to pay attention to in the world of golf are the four majors
0: and that I mean, is now
1: more true than ever.
0: I mean, that is very true. They are the four fucking tournaments that matter. Uh Tiger says it, Roy says it, all the people that fucking the best in the game. All that's all they all share that same sentiment for the most part. And uh it make it genuinely makes those tournaments that much more important, you know, through even this past year, the you know, prior to this, and then this year as as well. Um uh, it just felt like it elevates those tournaments um but before finally you know putting the bow on it uh i did want to touch on one thing real quick um it, there was mentioned that there is going to be a team aspect to it do you think there is a world where they make that work and make that entertainable or entertaining for the public in any shape or form uh I don't know how seriously I
1: take that. I, I think that is just throwing a bone to the creative engine behind live. I, I think at the end of the day, what this proved is that the model the PGA tour ran with and people have supported is what won out in this current situation. And I expect that to continue being the case. Um, I don't know what they'll do in terms of instituting a team format going forward. I sure as shit know that none of those live teams are not going to be around
0: yeah,
1: Um although like, all these guys are like, oh, yeah, you're going to have a partial ownership. You can franchise it. You'll have sponsors. Like, no, that shit's over. Those all all those things didn't like no one's got investment. No one got sponsorship there. They don't have any value like that. That that's not the cliques are not going to be around. The the
0: fireballs are not going to be around in the PJ Tour. That's for Dude, damn that, sure. that range goat range goat merch is going to be worth something here in a few years. Oh yeah, you bet. It's like when you
1: got a like a, a a misprint from Nike back in the day on like an Air Jordan. It's like, oh, I got a misprint. I got a misprint. I got a range goat shirt. You remember how that shit was weird? <laughs> that was a that was a crazy time.
0: Um, but so, yeah. So you It'll, don't you don't think there's going to be a team aspect? You don't see that going forward?
1: I have no idea. I, I I can tell you that the the live team format as it was currently constructed is certainly not making its way to the PJ Tour. It doesn't doesn't it doesn't make any sense in their system. I could see maybe the thing that they talked about uh, before about having like a team format in the fall series for some sort of crazy prices and what I can't remember.
0: You know what I I could get behind is biannual, some form of Ryder Cup, President's Cup-esque thing. I mean, we got those, though. You know, we've already got those. Yeah, or may Yeah, true. Like,
1: I, I like the idea of an F1 thing. And I think it could have worked well with what the PGL had outlined for it, and had them being the pinnacle, the top of the feeder system of professional golf, and PGA Tour have been the second panel. Like I totally get all of that, and I think it could have been entertaining in different respects. I just think the current construction of what they did with their team doesn't. It doesn't. It's not compatible no, with the current. PGA I don't Tour think system.
0: what I don't think what Live did would work. But I would. I feel like you could integrate some sort of team aspect, especially if there is this top tour with it, however many guys Uh and you could still make a stro- four day stroke play tournament happen and I do think that that would take away from the team thing for sure but I don't know if you have like yeah i don't know how it would work if we'll well, a, we'll,
1: a, we'll see what happens. I, I think unfortunately lived did more damage to that format than they did build it for the a potential for in the future and i think the idea of having like an even higher elite caliber league on top of the pga tour even if it's owned by the pga tour if it's just like elite league brought to you by the pga tour whatever like i don't see that being a thing now because i think there's been such a bad taste in everyone's mouth from the live stuff that like all of a sudden it feels exceedingly so elitist
0: what- so, what do you just to entertain it for two minutes? What do you see the to be determined league being? What
1: what do I see a bit like? Well, I think the PGA Tour is going to continue ex- to exist the way that it has existed in the past, but now without any rival competition from the live from the live side. Liv is going to play out for the rest of this year. The PJ Tour is going to play out for the rest of this year as they currently have constructed in their schedules. And I think in 2024, there's a 50% chance that Live does their circuit again until they work out all the legal mumbo jumbo and all the re, you know, re-immersion shit into the PJ Tour. They'll probably have a very lackluster schedule again the, the following year. 50-50 chance on that. And then it'll probably dissolve. And then these other guys will find their placement into the PJ Tour of how they get slotted in based on their history and their so then,
0: what, so then what is this tbd league
1: it's not a league the tbd thing is the parent company that owns and presides over the pj tour the dp world tour and live and whatever subsidiary uh commercial entities they have because they have a sponsored like lpj event and they have a sponsor well,
0: i mean that i mean if that's the case then that just sounds even more like hey we're weaseling our way out of our fucking c6 or whatever it is
1: (laughs) yeah so i i don't i don't understand how the pj tour is going to remain a non-profit 501 c6 like If it is also tied to a a a for-profit parent company that owns multiple leagues, it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. I don't know how they keep their pensions. I don't know how any of that works. Like that's beyond my expertise level. I don't understand how that's
0: possible. The only way it made sense in my head is that there was a top a a bigger league, and the PGA Tour stays the PGA Tour, all albeit being that much worse, but it's still the PGA Tour, and it's a you know to
1: to. To me, this is sort of like uh, like how there's like a parent company that owns a bunch of beer companies. Like the parent company doesn't make beer. It just owns a bunch of beer companies. Like, And the idea is that like this parent beer company is chairmaned by Yasser. The CEO of it is Jay. And Jay is currently still the CEO and commissioner of the PGA Tour, both of those entities simultaneously. But like that parent company owns and presides over these different subsidiary leagues
0: and tours that that are under a
1: strategic Alliance.
0: Yeah. I don't, I, uh, after that little bit, I don't, I I think this is going to be a bumpy, a bumpier road than it leads to be, especially with the, how the player meeting seemingly went. Um,
1: yeah, this isn't even guaranteed to happen. That's the biggest thing too. Is that like, this is a memorandum of a, like of a, what is it? A memorandum of understanding like that, cool, we have a plan, and then we ran on that plan in the morning on CNBC about what we were going to do.
0: Honestly, how desperate does that seem? Like, they didn't tell anybody, and then they they decided to go to National News to announce it, and They literally don't tell anyone. This is
1: what they did. They went from fighting in a courtroom, wanting to take down one other, to be like, you know what, man, let's just fucking team up and let's not tell anyone at our organizations. Let's just go and have an interview at CNBC and go have an interview with the Financial Times and just tell them like, yeah, we're thinking about just kind of (laughs) sticking our shit together.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah, I I honestly hope they get fucked. I really do. Dude, it
1: would be fucking hilarious if DOJ was just like, no, antitrust, this isn't happening, not approved. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it'd be fucking wild. Oh, God. All right. I I think there's lots more to unpack as this moves on, but I think we've sufficiently covered the chaos of today, uh, and we'll see how things pan out. Uh, But in more inspiring and uplifting news in the golf world, uh there's two very important and you probably
0: know- and probably should have been starting off the show, but with how you know impactful and crazy that the live shit and PGA tour shit was, um, yeah, we decided to bring it to now. But anybody that's listening, you're the real shit and these are the boys and gal.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is really the the things that we wanted to focus on. We deserve to like we, that deserves to focus on it. Um and I want to just give our flowers to Victor Hovland for winning the memorial tournament in Ohio, getting a huge win for himself, tracking down Denny McCarthy, you know, booing himself to the top, overcoming some tough weeks beforehand, performing well at the PGA and getting the, getting the fucking job done. Like a huge kudo to Victor Hovland playing lights out golf and just really elevating his game, like in a way that I think a lot of people were skeptical of with his his chipping. His approach game is incredible. Like he is a fucking stud and it's awesome to see him rise to the top. And then to go ahead and just after winning the Memorial, go and caddy 36 holes for his fucking old college teammate for US Open qualifiers. Like, is he not just the fucking dopest?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's quite the move. And I respect the shit out of it. It just shows that the boy loves the game and he loves his homies and he's totally down to just go out on the course and help his homie out. Like I, I love to see it. I love it. And I mean, it's just good to see Hovland win a tournament of merit, like yeah, a special sure. tournament. And it it's not, and you know, a, 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 you know, lower tier tournament for lack of a better phrase. Like it's not, it's not, you yeah. know, it's the Memorial it's Jack's tournament. It's, it's a designated
1: it's, event, Dave. And
0: you know how big of a deal those are. Yeah. It's up there with Riviera. It's up there with the players. It's, you know, it's up there with those, those just shy of a major kind of, kind of vibe. Yeah. So, I mean, in that court, it, granted, it was a fucking hard test, dude. Like
1: that course was fiery those I mean, greens were fucking what it hard. Was,
0: what did brooks won the pga at minus eight too right yeah 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 so i mean it was hey, minus it eight was...
1: won at the colonial as well i mean come on man the, the cores are <laughs> stepping up right now
0: yeah and i i i do believe that people were saying it felt you know like a major championship out there at least as far as setup goes um yeah i i, I can't say i watched a shit shitload of the memorial but i did watch a bit of it on the uh on on sunday and uh i mean the birdie that hovland stuck on 17 that was so so yep. important and uh honestly on the playoff hole he got boned by the apron on the uh, and you know still managed to make a good shot and uh yeah it just seemed like the nerves got to got to old denny and uh i mean he yeah. flared one flared one outright and that rough was not forgiving. And uh, you know, the writing was kind of on the wall after that. But
1: huge kudo to Denny, though. Like he's playing great golf. He's not a guy that you'd think of as someone who's gonna contend at these things and, and make it look scary for for someone like Javi. I mean, he had complete control of it and he ended up bogeying the last. And that that's not gonna get it done at the memorial. And he is just a scary guy to watch if you're not rooting for him, because like he makes it from fucking everywhere. That dude is insane at putting, insane.
0: I mean, when you have a game like Denny's, you know, you you rely on the putter, and your putter just gets really good. So you know,
1: we don't need to go down the rabbit hole for like a Ryder Cup thing, but like Denny's a scary prospect for for the the Ryder Cup just because like. There's nothing more demoralizing than like thinking you have someone dead to rights on a hole that you're gonna win a match play, and he just drains the thirty footer on you over and over and <laughs> over.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, and yeah, that course is just fucked in general. But yeah, no, no need to go into a Ryder Cup rabbit hole right now. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's just great to see Hovland you know, get one, check one off the list. And as you stated, he's kind of leveled up his his golf game, it seems. And I'm just excited to see where he goes from here. You know, he's he's played well in majors, you know, as of recently. And it just seems like he's, you know, I don't know if it'll be this year, but uh, it seems like he's bound to win at least one of these things.
1: Yeah, I, I think he's still so young. I think he's going to continue to put himself in positions to, to knock off these things. He's contended in so many of them. His game is well-suited for a lot of these tougher, longer approach, focus ball striking venues. Um, and like, honestly wouldn't rule him out at LACC. Like, it, you know, you, you never know what you're going to get from him. Um, and I think he's got a, a, a really high ceiling. And if, if his chipping continues to improve and he gets better and better. Uh, yeah. I think if you got, you catch him on the right week, he could he could knock one of these things out. I mean, he was close at Saint Andrews, despite the tough Sunday. He was cl- close coming down the stretch against Brooks at the PGA. Like, I mean, Hobby's Hobby's gonna knock one of these things out, and I think the next two or three years, at least one of them.
0: And and aside from that, even if he doesn't do it, he he got his win here at Memorial, and it just shows that he can he can go out there and win it at at a you know a tough tournament and a, with a a great field. Um you know what
1: I you know what I give a lot of uh credence to as to why he got this memorial wing Dave What he was he was forced to go out and get it done on his own he was he was casted out of our wolf pack and we told him we need to see more out of you we we you got to learn to run your own you have guys like Rory and JT and Speed, kind of forging and getting the kills for you and bringing the meat into the cave and you were gnawing on it and we put you out in the snow and we said hey you gotta go out there and get it you gotta go out there and get it and when you bring back a kill we'll welcome you back in and Dave he brought back a kill and we welcomed b- him back into the wolf pack because Javi has gone and got it done Dave he's back in the oh, wolf pack yeah. he's did gone you And you
0: have to drop someone or did you have a spot open I can't remember oh do you not
1: remember when I dropped him and Sungjae without bringing anybody in
0: no, I do remember. I remember that, but I, I guess I forgot that you didn't bring anyone in.
1: Oh, yeah. we I i, I had the moment. I was like, look, there's three guys that I find myself continually rooting for more than anybody else. And they continue to put themselves in positions to thrive and, and give me excitement and get things done or at least get very close. And with JT winning the PGA last year, Roy doing his crazy stuff last year, you know, Spieth being Spieth. I was like, these are the guys that keep delivering for me. And hobby delivers everything I need off the course. He needs to start delivering for me on the course. And he got the kill and he brought back to the cave, Dave and the, the wolf pack is not whole, but it's, it's got the four.
0: Yeah. It's got the four it's that it's that much closer I, Well, I I love to hear that. I'm happy. Hobby's back in the wolf pack. He deserves it. He brought, he brought some food for the rest of the pack. You know, he, he showed that he deserves to be there. And I, I like to see that.
1: Yeah. Um, well it gotcha. was it was wonderful timing too because we were dying to be whole again, Dave. You know, we were dying to have our wolf pack and
0: Well you're you're not whole yet, but you're well we one are whole Dave because,
1: because we're he... adding one more wolf to the are wolf pack. Are you
0: joining are you joining your wolf pack?
1: Rose Zhang is now part of the wolf oh, pack.
0: Whoa. Well, before we go into that, I, I I'll give you your due diligence on on the Wolf Pack and talking about her, but I I do want to touch on one more thing on the memorial. Yeah, go for it. Um, uh, it, it's been talked about, and we don't have to touch on it long, but uh, defending champion Billy Horschel had a tough Thursday. Went out there and shot an eighty four. Had a emotional. You
1: had to bring this up. <laughs>
0: I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I've become more of a Billy Horschel fan and anybody that's played the game of golf understands what he is going through and it just, you don't see it very often from a professional golfer and the fact that it brought him to tears in front of the media, uh, just kind of added to it. And it just shows to me how much, you know, he cares about his golf game, even, as a multi-millionaire, like he he, he yeah. probably could retire now and be fine for the rest of his life, and his kids could be fine, and he he cares, and I you know that you know I like that. I I, I genuinely like that. I like still you know having the fire and wanting to play good golf and just being in it and. I hope he 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 finds his way out of it. You know, Speeth has been there. Rick has been there who has been having a great year. I'd like sure. to say that. And they uh shout to Rick. I, and I wanna I wanna I, I want Billy Ho to find his way out too. And I just thought that was uh he didn't have to take that interview and he decided to, even though he probably knew he, you know, didn't feel great about it and he did it. Look,
1: and, a huge shout out to Billy for finishing the round. Because someone who didn't finish the round that was on course of shoot in the fucking nineties was Dylan Fratelli, who decided to then uh, WD on uh, on illness, and then reports are that he was then in the clubhouse later that afternoon drinking some milkshakes, shooting the shit, <laughs> hanging out, and uh, yeah, well that's that's a big no-no. That's a big no-no. Uh, how about you get out there and you you finish the job, even if it's going to be embarrassing from you from you. Yeah. So props to so- Billy. Yeah, I don't like him, out but props to, Bi-
0: to him. Shouts out to Billy Ho. Uh, I hope you fucking find your way out of the wilderness. And uh, yeah, I think you've gained a fan from me. Uh, I was on board, but I think I'm even more on board. I'm in first, first class now. I, I, I might have even bought a plot, a small piece of land on Billy Ho Island oh god yeah i mean that what talk about an interesting eclectic neighborhood
1: that's got to be because you know there's mainstays (laughs) that have been there for a long time but there's not those are the people you probably don't want to hang out with but you're hoping that the new flock of billy ho people are like this isn't as bad of a neighborhood as we
0: thought it was this isn't too bad we're we're gentrifying it (laughs) gentrifying is what you meant to say yeah sorry um Yeah.
1: I mean, look, I won't be, I might visit maybe like if you guys got like some sort of cookout, but like
0: to me, it's still a flyover island to me, but you know, who knows? (laughs) Uh, Anyways, that wraps up the memorial. Shouts out to Victor Hovland. Um, We're pumped for you. You're back in kids wolf pack. You did what you had to do. And, you know, we, we suspect that you're, you're going to do some greater things. So yeah, props to you and we're pumped on it. In other news.
1: Yeah, in other news, Dave. Like, this is a fucking real deal, my man. Like, this is the real fucking deal. We're talking about somebody who has had the greatest female amateur career in the history of golf and probably would have gone to have the best amateur amateur career in all of golf, despite maybe Bobby Jones, that might be untouchable
0: real, real quick. I think it's better than tiger's amateur career too. I believe it's, he has- I don't,
1: I don't think it is yet because he had so many juniors and I think he had more us amateurs. He just didn't play college golf for long enough to get as many NCAAs. Um, I, look, I'm not here to to take down on Rose Zang's career. Like it's fucking incredible. She won 80% of our collegiate, tournaments 80 of them she went back to back in the ncaa she got the anua like she's fucking the real deal man like it's insane and look we the only re- re- reason we're talking about this is she won her fucking pro debut she won it she's fucking 100 win rate on pro tour
0: How <laughs> fucking sick is that <laughs> yeah i mean imagine if she wins her next one that i know be It's impressive. i mean
1: she's already she's already a, registered she's now an lpga tour member she can be on the solheim cup Like her game is, she's already a polished professional professional. She doesn't make mistakes. She grinds. She's always making the right decision. She looks like Brooks and majors, but her normal game, like she's just always playing to the fat sides of greens, leaving herself below the hole, just being smart about it and just being clinical. She's so steady. She's a fucking killer whale, man. Like she's just, she, she's a, she is the apex predator in that pool now. And it's her first fucking start. And I'm not trying to get overhype and I sound overhype. I know. But like, I think the female game has been waiting for something like this and it's enough for me to be fucking on board and I watch a decent amount of female golf. But like, I think for me, and I think a lot of people like this is a tipping point moment, I feel like for the female game for a lot of folks, and it's gonna be so fascinating to watch her journey like that entire that entire dude i was glued the entire week i was sending text messages into our group chat being like guys rose 200 through the first three of thursday like getting off to hopefully a firing start to her professional career and like kept checking in like dude this is real (laughs)
0: and she fucking won it she did it it, i mean it's definitely pretty crazy it i mean the yeah i mean i drew the tiger equivalent earlier um I feel like the only, and I I can't say that I follow the female female game very closely, but like I feel like, you know, a, maybe a female equivalent when they were coming on the scene is like a Michelle Wee or something like that. I, I think
1: the I think the slightly more accurate comparison I think with the female game was Lydia Ko's ascendance with how quickly and how successful she was early on and also her amateur career and how long she was number one amateur in the world. Leon McGuire was also, you know, very successful in her amateur career as well. But I think Lydia Ko and Michelle, we are like a great kind of fusion like comparison. If you combine them together, Michelle, we came on the, you know, onto the scene because of her immense athleticism and power at an early age. And like almost making the cut at like a PJ tour event at like 14, just like that, that's wild. But like the crazy thing is, is like, that's like a super high ceiling, and she had a tremendously low floor and obviously she dealt with the entry history and she didn't quite maybe live up to a lot of people's expectations for her. But the craziest thing is that like Rose feels like the complete opposite. Like her game is so well polished. She doesn't like bomb it by any means. Like she just seems like she's just going to go out and just, just fucking clean up, dude. Like she just, her floor is so fucking high.
0: I mean, she had her the, C
1: game on Sunday and still fucking won.
0: I think the, uh, Correlation you made with Brooks and majors is a good one. Um, It seems like she's very calculated and just uh, plays the golf course, how it's supposed to be played and doesn't really make mistakes. And when she does make mistakes, she's down to down to grind it out and shoot the best score she can, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, the, a lot of people are just going to tie back to like the singular moment on the second playoff hole with her hybrid in to stuff it in close and just like, completely just shut the door on Jennifer cup show. But what she did all Sunday, just grinding, just, she didn't make a single birdie on Sunday, but she saved so many like pars just so sensibly. She made clutch putts on 17 to keep herself in it. Like it was a masterclass and getting it done with your worst stuff. When she went out blazing on Saturday before, like she can go low, but the fact that she can grind like tiger and still get it done, like she's got all the tools, man. And she's so, so fun to watch. And I already kind of spoiled it at the beginning of it because I thought it'd be fun tied in with the hobby stuff. But like, yeah, dude, she's fucking in the wolf pack. Like she is firmly in the fucking wolf
0: pack. The first female in a wolf pack. That's to note. Yeah.
1: I mean, she fucking deserves it. And it'd be funny because, like, oh, yeah, she's an amateur. Nope, she's a glorified pro now and a fucking winner on the LPGA Tour. Like, so awesome. I'm so excited that she's qualified into the majors. I'm I'm stoked that she'll likely be on the Solheim Cup. It's going to be so fun watching her career because so early on when you have, like, phenoms, that you want to be able to follow, you actually don't get that many starts from them. Like, I think Ludwig is going to be an interesting case with this week with the Canadian Open, that, like, people are excited to watch his journey. Like, he probably won't get that many starts, and Rose is going to unless, be in everything that he's able he to do. he fucking
0: does really good this week.
1: Hopefully. For sure. But, I, I mean, it's not as guaranteed. And, like, Rose, yeah. the only thing that's stopping Rose from being in a lot of events is that she's still trying to graduate college. Like, she's going to do that simultaneously with her pro career, which is just admirable, too. Like, I respect the hell out of that. So... I want to give her her flowers, not to make a pun, but she deserves it. And I think I'm so excited to watch her journey, truly. And, uh, you know, the LPGA Tour had a fan in me, but I, for sure, I'm going to fall into the bait like everybody else. Like, I'm going to be watching more LPGA Tour if she's on. And I don't know if she's going to live up to the craziness that someone like Tiger had done, but I think the female game needs that. And they've had a lot of false prophets or false messiahs coming back. And maybe, maybe she's that... That chick.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, you know, up until this point, it seems like she is, and it seems like she puts in mad work. So, and it seems like she's dedicated as hell. So, yeah, it'll be awesome to see how her career plays out if, you know, who knows how long, how long can she keep the hundred uh, percent rate going? You know, <laughs> <laughs> look, I, I, I'm happy if, if she just
1: continues to play her best stuff and you can't always expect it to, to, to go in for her. Obviously we're not like, Oh yeah, she's going to win her next one and the next one, and the next one. But... I think
0: a realistic, like fun little thing would, would be the cut spree cut cut, uh, Right yeah. There. Like trying to
1: go after like tiger's cut streak kind of thing. Yeah. Like how many cuts can you make? Cause I think her game, her game lends it to that really, really well is that like, if she can get it done with her ski game on Sunday and still get the tournament done, like imagine what she's going to do when she's got her a game and it seems like she can turn on at the right moments and she doesn't overextend herself. Like she is fucking surgical out there and it's
0: so, so cool. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It'll be awesome to watch. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't have too much more to to say on all that. Look, I th- I think I, I, I'm good on that. That's a high, that's the high
1: note in this otherwise depressing beginning of this podcast to to end on because I think there's still so much fun, optimistic stuff to continue to watch and 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 follow and and there's fun, cool storylines to to pay attention to. And I might actually seek refuge a bit in the LPGA going forward as this tumultuous waters of the PGA Tour and all this shit going on is uh continue to be a bit of a storm cloud uh, at the minute. So the four majors Rose doing her thing. I got plenty of fun golf to still watch. That makes me happy.
0: Obviously yeah, just to end it a little fun, fun thing real quick. Um Just to name one person, one person, obviously we're probably going to do a pre U S open at LACC, but one person in your head right now to end it on at LACC what are you thinking
1: yeah so we had a uh we had a text message going back and forth with the group of us and when I saw fried eggs video and I saw golf digest fly over and I saw the stuff going uh around I couldn't shake the idea of speed in my head it felt so speethy. It felt so speedy when Dude. I saw it man and, and uh I, I don't know if he's going to be too injured. I don't know what's going on with his wrist too much, but I I got a I got a weird feeling, man. It feels speethy.
0: Man, I was going to say the same exact thing, kid. So I I love that to end the pod on. Both of us are loving Speeth going into the US Open. Um but yeah, uh, tune back in. I'm sure we're going to do a uh, pre US Open pod. Anyone who's here, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you on the next pod. Thank you. Shout out to Vic.
1: Shout out to the Viking. Shout out to the Rose. We'll catch you.
0: Yes.